heels like Stevie Johnson. Hold my women, throw it back like I caught an option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson. Johnson. I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. Hold my women, throw it back like I caught an option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson. Bills in my duffel, yo. You don't want trouble, bro. Heat in my pocket, heart cold like buffalo. I would just hustle one thing, but I need options. That work about to touch down, call it Steve Johnson. Catch me flying through the field like who want beef? It's 25, but I could get it for the 1-3. Certified fly guy, you on my time. I'm really real, and you as real as a sci-fi. I'm trying to bring it home, baby. It's our time. They cheering for me like I'm cross the one-yard line. And I'm all about my bills like Stevie Johnson. Black card boys, yes, BCB, we pop. Get that dough straight across like I'm running streaks. My bills come in hundreds, my women come in threes. This hater ran up on your boy like he was furious. I lifted up my shirt like, why it's so serious? I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. Hold my women, throw it back like I caught an option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. bills. Why So Serious Podcast, Season 3, Episode 11. Hard to believe we're on Episode 11 already, guys. And for a season that Ashley called early on in the year saying that it would be shocking if we got past Week 8. Here we are, Week 11, still talking about live NFL football. Uh, Joined by Will and Ashley this week. Guys, what's up? Talking about another Bills win. Um, Victory Tuesday, um, as Bills Mafia likes to call them. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, that game was something else. How freaking weird. <laughs> that game was disgusting. <laughs> that that I mean, game you know, you was... Hear saying, you hear people saying things left and right. I mean, the win is a win. I got it. You know, our record speaks for itself. But goodness, can we get a win without a heart attack? That no. that win was... It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we can't... A, a friend of mine actually said it best. He goes, well, he goes, four years ago, those are the games that we would have lost. And it's still nice that we handled somebody. And we took, as Stevie said, we took what they gave us. But we played like shit and we still, we, we played like shit and we still won by 10. Right. Yo, and the crazy part is I saw something online and it it's those kind of games we would lose in the past too. But also like you think about it, the Patriots would also be so far ahead of us usually at this point that it almost wouldn't matter if we won or lost. So that's what I think is making a huge difference with this team is Josh Allen has the confidence along with, we just have the right personnel to get the job done, whether it looks good or not, we got there. And then you got, you know, Tom Brady not being in the division anymore. It's, It's a combination of a lot of things that's really culminating for this amazing season that the bills have had. I, I agree, and it's the Bills eight and three back to back years for the first time since the early nineties, and no surprise. I mean that those were the glory years. Um, it's it's funny though, actually. You mentioned, I mean, yeah, New England's always been way far ahead. Or even if two years ago we were eight and th- or last year we were eight and three, New England is I think ten and two or or or, or uh, not sorry, not ten and two, nine and two, and, and they ended up pulling away. But this year we're eight and three. Miami's seven and four. Nobody really saw that coming. Um, it's going to be an interesting five weeks of football here down the stretch. Yeah, I'm. Will, I'm what's your thoughts? When you look at what's, what's happened this year, you know, with the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, yeah, we're duplicating some of our success from last year. But everybody would have to agree, for the most part, we're doing it a lot more efficiently. We. We actually feel like we have all the components that could, you know, propel us into the playoffs and, you know, hopefully further. But you know, at least we know we're definitely making those playoffs and uh, we can compete. The biggest takeaway from the success would be the inconsistency, man. You know, we week after week we say the same things like, you know, what's going on 
along with this breakdown in the middle of the game, like people go to sleep and wake up again to win the game. I, I agree. Will, Will, let's uh, log back on, log log off and log back on really quick. We're having some mic issues um, with your connection, so I'm gonna remove you and then just yeah. re- reboot and log back in. I just don't want it to lag the whole show. I thought it was me. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it's it's just that. Um, but no, Will, I, if you heard Will there, he, he's exactly correct, um, with what he had to say. Um, I mean, this is a team that really over the last few years has, has developed and you're starting to even see it now. The first, what, t- eight weeks of the year, we were kind of saying, oh, wow, this defense is awful. Um, mm-hmm. last few weeks of the year, I know it was actually one of the points that you brought up, Ashley, in your rundown this week, the defense is back. I mean, led by. AJ Klein. Who would have thought? <laughs> Four, <laughs> game 14. number two. The AJ Klein game number two. He he played remarkable this week. 14 tackles, one and a half sacks. This is a guy who really up until that New England game was MIA. I, I honestly don't even know if MIA is the right terminology. I think he was just straight up missing. Well, and we were all complaining. We're like, what is this guy doing out here? Like, he lo- he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. And he yeah. also forced a fumble. So, I mean, you know, he's really stepped up in the ab- absence of Matt Milano, in my opinion, which has been great. And Matt Milano can also return this week if, you know, he's good to go. I don't know where he's at in his whole process. I know that pec injury has been really bothering him, and those can tend to take a little longer. But, you know, to see A.J. Klein really shine in this, defense I think it just took maybe a little time for him to adjust at first you know without the preseason and you're on a new team it's going to take a little time so to see him just evolve and really shine has been great you know you saw Justin Zimmer too is another one that I kept seeing um on Sunday he kept you know coming through with the big plays I want to say he did he have a sack he was pretty close to one if he didn't I I completely agree I I this defense really has just evolved and mm-hmm. I, I, I know I'm going to probably keep saying the, that word, evolve. Um, but they're just playing like they like we expected this defense to play. Mm-hmm. Um, even I know it, we're going to have to get Will's opinion on this, but but even at Oliver, <laughs> uh, I mean, he made a play. I, I, this, is, this is a team that's slowly gelling, and they're gelling at the right time, mind you, because here you are, five games left in the season, four of those, probably five, of these games all in prime time, I wouldn't be shocked that even that Miami game could potentially be a four o'clock kickoff. Yeah, we could flex. That could be definitely flexed. I would not be surprised because you figure that game will definitely have playoff implications, mm-hmm. whether, you know, it be Miami getting the wild card or for the division or what have you. So it's, it's going to be exciting to see like all these primetime games, because I was even thinking at the beginning of the season, I'm like, okay, we got a lot of primetime games. We got to the season. I'm like, okay, where are all these primetime games? Then you get to December. It's like, holy crap, we have four primetime games in a freaking row. What the heck? And so far, I mean, so far it's the primetime games are going to happen when they're scheduled. Um, and obviously Thursday night against the chiefs, that game got changed and, um, then Tennessee wasn't supposed to be a primetime game. It ended up being a primetime game with an awful um, crew of broadcasters. We're just going to leave it at that. Oh, um, <laughs> but, I mean, now you're coming in Monday Night Football on ESPN against the San Francisco 49ers in Arizona. Weird. Uh, weird. Weird, to say the least. We have to go but- back to the desert. Eric Wood was saying that could be a competitive advantage because we did just play there two weeks ago. And yeah. the 49ers have not played there at all. That is true. They're not. Yeah, that's right. Because they're actually not playing there. Both their games against them are later. Or I think two of the last three weeks of the year, or something like that. I saw. Yeah, obviously, like the time difference is going to throw the team off a little bit, but they're used yeah. to it from two weeks ago. Um, but what I'm interested to see is we also gained a little bit of a competitive advantage this week. You know, they're moving that Pittsburgh and Ravens game back to tomorrow at the weirdest time, and God knows what. Like, Three forty because of the Rockefeller tree. That's why. <laughs> Which is a, put it at that that's time. just 2020 definitive. That's just 2020 to a T. One hundred percent. I go. Who is available? I mean, I'll be watching, but like, I'm I'm out of work right now because my gym is closed. But I'm like, who the heck is free at 3:40 on a Wednesday? <laughs> it is interesting. Like, I feel so bad for their fans. Like, they're probably all at work. How are you going to get yeah. off of work with, like, two days' notice? You're not. So. And it's a, three, it's a 340 kickoff. And the thing is, it's in it's in Pittsburgh. 
So mm-hmm. Pittsburgh allows fans. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually interested to see how full-ish that stadium – I mean, obviously it's not going to be full. I think they're allowing like 8,000 fans. But right. out of that 8,000 quota, I'm very interested to see how many fans are actually in attendance – uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I bet a lot, like, of, a lot of ticket sales have gone on in the last uh, couple days. But um, yeah. I forgot to mention, I saw a competitive advantage. Pittsburgh moving that game, I believe they had to move their game next week. And then mm-hmm. the game after that is us. So we get them on a little less rest, which could be super great for us. Do Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they're going to be playing. I think they're playing Monday playing... now instead of Sunday again because they have to play on Wednesday. True. Yeah, wow. So that is going to be to our advantage. Yep. That's so that's a good. Teensy little bit of an advantage. An extra yeah. game, but... It's going to be a tough game regardless. Um, but getting any advantage you can get, um, right. that, that that's big. Will, Will, we got you? Will? Um, yeah, you do. Can you hear me? Better, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Still a little choppy. What is it, low? No, it's just choppy. Hold on. Technical difficulties. 2020, guys. 2020 at its finest. It's probably just your Wi-Fi or something like that. Yeah, I usually, honestly, I usually have to turn my Wi-Fi off when I get on here. Are, are you using a podcast phone? The podcast phone. Courtesy of Tony G, I already switched to the whole other side of the house. Jesus. What's going on? Oh, no. I think you're, you're, it's better than it was. Okay. I mean, your will. So it's, I mean, if it's doable, do it. If it's not, then I'll just break off. You have to kill it. You know, whatever you want to do. I, I think it's good. Well, it, it, it's better. It's better. Yeah. So so okay. let, let's keep this thing moving here. Um, obviously, um, a big win, regardless. We all. These are games that we would have lost a few years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. we beat a good team that's really been in the thick of it for every single game they played this year. They, the Chargers came off of a win, uh, albeit against the Jets. I don't care that it was that it was against the Jets. It's still a win. Um, coming off of a win, playing a hot team. Honestly, when L.A. made it 7-6, seven to se- seven, six, they missed the extra point. Um, I was a little worried. They, they, Herbert drove down the field with these. And if you if you look at the games that we've played this year with early touchdowns um, against us, Arizona being one, Chargers being another one, um, I think the Rams scored early. So did Miami, um, Tennessee, and KC. That those games were, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, even the Jets in, in October they scored early. I mean, this team it's almost like they need to to let to kind of fall back a little bit in the beginning to build for the rest of the way in, in a game. At least that's how I see it. Um, yes. Whatever it is, it's working. I mean, this defense has been stellar the the, the past two weeks. And we, we've mentioned A.J. Klein. Uh, Will's best friend, Ed Oliver, had a really good game um, <laughs> on, on Sunday. I mean, he had three, three tackles, but uh, a tackle and a half for a loss. He had a sack. Um, I'm trying to look here at the rest of the stat lines. Uh, Jordan Poyer, he had 10 tackles. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds coming into his own 11 tackles. Um, we, we, we played well. I I mean, this is a team that we had three, three sacks. Um, interception, Travis White. Yeah. Trey White with the interception. We got to the quarterback. We hit. We hit Herbert nine times. I. I it, this is adds to AJ Klein's stat line in this game. Fourteen tackles. Ten of those were solo. A sack and a half. Three. Three and a half tackles for a loss. Two QB hits. I mean, this guy. And I, I said it when we signed him in the offseason. He always played well with New Orleans. He always did. He was. A, he was a key asset to that defense. I said it when we signed him. I was really fired up when we signed him. And the first 10 weeks of the year, it wasn't pretty other than the one game. And, and he's really coming into his own. It's almost like he just needed a transitioning period to get used to to get used to Leslie Frazier's defensive scheme um, here in Buffalo. Um, definitely something to look out for down the stretch. I mean, this defense was active on Sunday and really at, at times made the Chargers really look – 
silly. Um, you know, I saw a stat line that did say this defense has gone from 20th overall for the first like seven or eight weeks of the season to we are now ranked seventh. I want to say it's in DVOA, but to right. make that jump from seventh from 20th to seventh, that is huge for this team. I just wish the one thing that they would not do is play Jekyll and Hyde. So when the defense has a good day, the offense doesn't. When the offense has a great passing day, the defense has a bad day. Can we all just like play one good game together as a team? That would be lovely because if we can get that figured out, this team can make a deep run into the playoffs. Agreed. Can, can we all agree here that this was Josh's worst game of the season? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I got you off. The one thing about um, the defense right now is the fact that they're literally just gelling. I mean, we, we've been playing with mix and match pieces all season, obviously, just like a lot of teams, you know, with COVID going on and um, you know, dealing with some injuries during the year. Um, but even the players that have been in their position all season, it seems like they're just really starting to come into their own, which is great because it's getting into the thick of the season. Um, but I would say a lot of our inconsistencies, man, you just have to kind of look at the way the season was before. We, we were missing a lot of pieces, and when you're missing key pieces, you, you miss key plays. Um, so I think that right now they're really just starting to gel as a defense. But just like Ashley just alluded to, it would be very, very nice to have that defense play really hot and have that offense heat up as well because then we can literally shut teams out if that's the case. And that's what this team's been missing. We haven't had a game where we can just say, okay, we put them away in the first half. Second half, we can kind of lay off, play a little prevent defense, not worry about it as much. Every game feels like it has been a roller coaster because that third quarter, they just can't get through it. And then the fifth, the fourth quarter, we speed back up. That's our that's our vibe. We get on that fourth quarter Josh Allen train and it takes us to victory almost every time. So <laughs> I, I agree. I, I want to hear what you guys have to think at home. Well, I'm gonna put this up on on the screen. We're gonna try to get a couple of viewers in here this week. Um, that's the link to join in, uh, streamyard.com backslash APRZA45338. Um, feel free to join in with us this week. Um, we'll take a couple questions um, live on the air um, if we have the time. Uh, please just keep it friendly. And I'm going to leave that at that. Um, but but <laughs> just don't make fun of Will too much. <laughs> right. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get into this offense. Uh, this is uh, Josh Allen probably played the worst game of the season by far. One fifty-seven, one touchdown, one pick, eighteen for twenty-four. Um, the the bright side of the offense was the touchdown pass from Cole Beasley. Um. And the run game. And the, the run, run game. game the back. run game. The run game's back. The run game is back. Um, uh, the one point I wanted to make about Josh, he just didn't look himself. Even on that touchdown pass to Dawson Knox, it was a two-yard dump pass. Really, Knox was wide open, and he almost missed him. He made it look difficult. To he catch. did. Knox Knox made a hell of a catch on that, and that was a just a two-yard slant back of the end zone. He's wide open. Um, Josh played the Chargers defense. Is good. I, I mean, I'm not knocking the Chargers defense whatsoever. Joey Bosa had a day. He had an absolute day. That was an all pro day. I mean, eight tackles, three sacks, six tackles for a loss. Eight of his six of his eight tackles for a loss. He hit Josh five times. Joe jo, Joey Bosa had a day similar to what Aaron Donald did here in Buffalo um earlier on in the season. And just dominated, really yeah, just dominated. So simply could not contain him, in they my couldn't. opinion. They just could not. And you know what? We They did just enough. But when we get into the playoffs and we, we're facing these, you know, heavy defensive ends, like, we're going to have to be prepared. Like, this, this scares me a little, to be honest. This offensive line, I mean, we lost Cody Ford this week, which was a pretty big loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure they were still kind of working on adjustments and everything, but uh, I guess we'll have to see. Hopefully they gel and they, you know, peak at the right time because the defense seems to be peaking at the right time. So hopefully that offensive line can also start to peak with the new rotation that they have to have. I agree. Um, the problem with the offensive line peaking in this type of situation is 
the moving parts, man. I mean, you get when you start moving players in and out, you always hear, you know, across the league of players chilling, you know, like this offensive line is finally starting to come together. It's because you get used to who's on your right, your left shoulder. Um, when you deal with, with a new body in, in different positions, you know, it makes it very hard to, you know, uh, really play the same every week. Defenses can kind of game plan against you when they know you make, make some parts around because they realize that you have players that haven't played together. They can stun against these guys a little bit easier. They can, they can you know, draw better defensive plays against a makeshift type of line. I agree. I, I think that the offensive line had a rough game on Sunday, to say the least. Um, Deion Dawkins actually – Said it pretty well. Obviously, I think all of us felt a little um, sigh of relief when Josh Allen got up after that slight little ankle scare. Ooh, that ankle roll did not look yeah, good. That was bad. It did not look good. It, it did good. not look good. Um, Dion, after the game, he, he said, he goes, honestly, it's on us. Um, we got to do a better job of protecting him. And it hurts to see a guy like Josh go down. Take a listen. It's a, it's a, it's a sour taste. It's a sour taste because – Anytime the quarterback in, in, gets hit, you know, it falls on us. And knowing the type of person like Josh is, um, I never, like, want to see him in pain. And uh, a couple times, like, when he got hit and his ankle got rolled up and he was just laying there, like, it's just like, damn. Like, like we didn't help this kid and we didn't give him any chance. And uh, that falls all, all on us. And um, – but – the good thing is, is uh, is Josh is humongous. <laughs> Josh is a is a giant guy, and uh, he can take more hits than other quarterbacks, which is uh, which is something that I'm extremely thankful for. And uh, we just got to do just a, a little bit better, but it'll be all right. I'm gonna give him a, a hug and uh and let him know that that uh if he needs anything, that his offensive line is right here for him. I love the. He, he does need to block. The snowman needs to block, and I think he had the side of the line that Joey Bosa was on on Sunday. It, it, it wasn't good. I mean that Joey Bosa had as Ashley's had an All Pro day. Um, he, he played well. Um, I, I want to look at this really quick because, and while we were listening to that soundbite, I already listened to the soundbite, so I already knew what Dion was going to say. Uh, we, we were mentioning the playoffs and playing really good teams down the stretch. If you look at today, if the season were to end today, the Bills would be home in, on, I believe it would be wild card. Yeah, it would be wild card weekend. The Bills would be home wild card weekend at home against the Cleveland Browns. Oh, that would be so wow. great. Wow. Yeah. That would yeah. be, and I don't think we'd be we there. We would violate all kinds of restrictions for that one. Like, yeah. Oh, 100%. We would, we would come in town. We tailgate with those guys amazing, for like 10, 15 years. I know. It, it, that, and honestly, can you, like, I know the NFL probably hates when teams like the Bills get into the playoffs just because we're a small market. We don't produce as much money as some of these other teams do. But that's probably the one matchup that I think the NFL would root for um, in terms of a, a wild card game. Here's two teams that really were in the gutter for the better half of these past two decades. Here they are sitting at eight and three, both teams right now with five games to go. Um, that would be remarkable. Uh, however, I, I, I would like to try to be able to get past Tennessee and get the three seed. Um, we all know who's going to get the first round by. It's either going to be Pittsburgh or KC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would much rather play, uh, in my opinion, I'd much rather play Miami than Cleveland. We could potentially play Miami back-to-back weeks. Um, That's crazy. Has that ever even happened before where you could play the same team like the last game of the season and then play them in the – that's wild. I don't know. I I actually do not know if that's a thing. Um, But the thing is, is that that would be advantage to the max for the Bills. Uh, I mean, Miami would have to come here twice in the cold. Um, we all know that Buffalo always owns Miami, um, down the stretch, um, just in general in Buffalo. Um, so it would be, it would be cool to see if we could get that three seed. I'm taking a look at the, the, the Titans schedule. 
Um, they do. They play the Browns this week. That's actually going to be a good game, 1 o'clock on CBS. That actually might be the game that we get locally um, with no Bills game on Sunday. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We kind of don't really get a game on Sunday because yeah. we don't play on Sunday. That's so weird. <laughs> I no. hate I hate it. It's the worst. Me too. Uh, and to be honest, they seem to be in their groove on Sunday at 1 p.m. Like they've won every game that they have played on Sunday at 1 p.m. It's any game that has not been at that time. That's why this upcoming month really worries me. Agreed. 100% agree. I mean, Titans have a tough schedule. I mean, just staying on staying on that for just for one more second. I mean, they got to play. They they do have a few cupcakes. They play the Jaguars. They play the Lions at home, but the Lions scare me. Like they're that team. I mean, Matt Stafford could throw for 400 yards any week if he wanted. Oh, 100 percent. Um, then they yeah, close the season on the road back to back weeks. No way. Like the Lions, are obtainable. Man, we got their card all day. I I, I think that. If Tennessee can beat, if Tennessee can lose a couple, we, we can sneak into that three seed. Um, I mean, we arguably have probably the toughest schedule left in the entire AFC. I mean, we have uh, we first of all we've won four of our last five, which kudos to the Bills. Um, but you have at 49ers, home to Pittsburgh, at Denver, at New England, home to Miami. You're playing what? I mean. You you can't you can't call the char- the Niners a playoff contender, but they did just beat the Rams in LA, division rival. Um, two of your next five are against teams that are in the thick of it. Pittsburgh obviously being one. Um, Pittsburgh's a team that really looks like they can win the whole damn league this year. Um, and then two, obviously, you got Miami last week of the year. That is going to be an exciting game, and and we we talked about it a few minutes ago. I mean, this is a a matchup where you you could potentially have not only the division but playoff implications for for either side. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an in- interesting stretch here uh, for for the Bills. I think I think it's gonna be exciting to watch. It's gonna be exciting to watch play out. Um, but I, I think personally, I think the Bills end up falling in that three to four seed range. I don't think Miami overcomes them for the division. I do think the Bills get their first division title in twenty five years. Let's hope, but looking at things right now, they, they they just need to kind of keep doing what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Buffalo is definitely going to win the division. I think that Buffalo's big issues are going to come, um, you know, playoff time, and you know how what we've been saying. Things get really tough and stiff, and the mistakes that the Bills have been making you know, for all of our games. I mean, you can go back to our first couple wins. I mean, we all we've been saying the same thing all season. You can't make those mistakes later. I've been saying this since we were like, you know, four games up and everybody's all oh, those are the playoffs, you know, Super Bowl. I'm like, easy big boy. We gotta figure out what's <laughs> figure out let's figure out why we die in the third quarter first and then we can talk about how far we can go in those playoffs. Yeah, we have the talent to get to the playoffs, no doubt. Josh is a monster. It's just honestly, sometimes he looks lost out there, even in his eyes. I'm like, Josh, hey, wake up, buddy. Let's go. Because <laughs> he literally just has flat spots where he misses wide open receivers. You know, he, he makes some of the old Josh plays. But at the same time, he'll turn around and drive us out the field for a game winning touchdown. So I don't know. I guess you got to take a win for a win. But I'd like to win more cleanly to know that once we do get to the bigger shows, that we can actually compete in them um, and not have to be worried with two minutes left in the game if we're about to lose the ball game when we when we had a team down 21 points. Like, there's no way that that should be happening. Exactly. And to be honest, that's been the Billsy way for the longest time. If you guys remember, how often have we had games where we just blow other teams out? It's never been that way, especially with this coaching regime of McDermott, Frazier, and um, Brian Dable. It seems like they keep the games almost close on purpose. Or what I noticed this week is they play to the level of their opponent. So the Rams, we played up to the Rams when we played them. We played to the level of the Dolphins. We played to the level of the Chargers. We played lower than what we are capable of. This team really just plays wherever their opponent is, which is good and bad, but it's it's only good if we come out on the winning side. So that's what worries me. 
I really hope in the playoffs that that's not the way they're going to do this. They put the pedal to the metal and really drive this offense down the field as much as they can to score as many points as they can. I think Josh is trying to find that balance of, I still don't want to make a mistake, but I'm also a lot much more confident than I was in my first year or two of football. So hopefully right. Josh can, can find that balance. Yeah, say? you can see that fear in his face. I don't want to make the mistake. And that little bit of a hesitation creates a late throw, it creates a pick, it creates something indecisive. And, and that's that little tiny bridge that Josh has to get past. Exactly. And you saw it in the interception he had, too. You know, he kind of just was, yeah. eh, 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 and then threw it that second too late and got picked off. He he had he's had some errant throws the last few weeks. Um just ill-advised, poor decision-making. Um, the one comes to mind where he's getting brought down to the ground this week, um, and he just he just threw the ball to the right, and there was a Chargers defender right there. Yep. It just it just fell in front of him. That could have that was a pick six if, if they got a hold of that. I was nervous um, to tell about that when I saw him actually let go of that ball. I said, "Are you kidding me? You know yep. better than that." And he did that also um, in the last game against Arizona. Mm-hmm. He he did that one, once or twice, and 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 luckily, I none of these turned into interceptions. But they are these defenders are one step away. All they have to do is lay out and make that catch, and that's a pick. Yep. And there's no we, defender right. over there. And we got lucky that that one didn't that got, got called an incomplete pass because his arm was moving forward, and it did yes. not get called a fumble. Right. We got real lucky on that. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, got to get together. Our secondary, I was hoping that our secondary, like when they showed up for practice on Tuesday, so if things are the same, they're off today. But on a, on a first day of practice, I would love to see them go back and do, like, jumping drills. Like, our entire secondary, I just want them to practice gaining off six more inches lift under jumping. Because <laughs> two Hail Marys, two weeks in a row, we get beat. Now I get it. What happened on this one? But Dump the point is, man, we get beat in two balls. Yeah, oh, come on, man. Somebody's going to have to get the ball now. <laughs> Just stop trying to catch it. Just Here it we down. go. You know. Here <laughs> I, we go. I kept it on purpose. I kept it on purpose you, because you really? this one, here's the thing. Oh my this, God. Here's the thing. I, I want to just break this down really quick. Tredavious White on that Hail Mary in Arizona, the same exact thing that Jordan Poyer did on Sunday against the Chargers. They didn't try – Poyer tried swatting it at the last second. He Trey did, goes yeah. up for the pick. Poyer did the same exact thing right. on Sunday. I couldn't find the pick in the highlight package from CBS – or the Hail Mary from CBS. But that was the same exact technique that they used on Sunday um, trying to defend that play. Jordan Poyer went, goes up. He's going He's going like this, whereas Shredavious White does the same thing. He's going like this. You got to get up there and swat that thing. Thank God the Chargers exactly. mishandled that. I mean, Grant, no, right. not even that. Thank God we were up 10. I'm like, I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> I mean, even if, you know, even if we're great, we're still winning the game by a few points. But the fact that they completed again will just drive you nuts. <laughs> yep. That margin would have been so much smaller. Now, believe it or not, that's the biggest margin the Chargers have lost by all season. But still, I would not have wanted that game to be a, a three-point game on the scoreboards everywhere. It looks much better to have that 10-point, you know, pillow. I agree. And right. it's funny because I, I actually quit I quit sports gambling during this pandemic. I quit, hung it up. <laughs> Thank God I did. But um, a friend of mine, not going to name names, he was on the Bills on Sunday. Bills were, uh, I think, six-and-a-half-point favorites, five-and-a-half-point favorites. <laughs> when he, he Snapchatted me for the entire duration of those those final minutes where the Hail Mary happened and the, the Chargers just didn't even look like an NFL team with, with clock management in the end there. Granted, they were down by 10. They needed a lot to happen. Um, it was hysterical, and he ended up winning his bet, uh, so kudos to him. But but I was just dying laughing because that would have affected so many spreads, uh, so many bets. And I'm like, you know what, Vegas knows. Vegas knows. This is why I got out of the game. But I was laughing because, like, that could have really messed with a lot of people. Um, I don't know what the over-under was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to look it up just because I'm curious. But let's, let's I think let's the Buffalo, you know, like, this coming week is going to be actually a really good game. I'm looking forward to this game. Um, 
see what we've learned from this past week. And I would really be interested in seeing how we protect Josh this week because they have a, a good pass rush. They do. They do. Another Bosa. Nick Bosa. <laughs> yeah. Is he uh, is he playing? I think he hurt. I feel like half the roster's hurt, so I just don't even know like I know they I saw a thread that said they're leaning towards um playing Nick Mullins, obviously, for another week. They're not sure Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna they said he'd only be around like seventy percent ready and they don't want to put him out there if he's only seventy percent ready to go because he has just a higher chance of getting injured again. Yeah. Um but you know, they're they're gonna be missing a lot, a lot of people. They're one of the teams that got hit the hardest with the injury bugs. So if you I'm looking at the injury report according to ESPN right now. Uh, Nick Bosa is not or hang on. We have no guys on the injury report right now, which is crazy. I feel like this is the time of year when there's like twelve players on the Bills injury report. There's none. I honestly wonder if Matt Milano is gonna be brought up. I really do. I hope so. Yeah, right now it'll be. Well, you know what though? Interior reports come out. They Tomorrow. start coming out Wednesday. So right now, the only guys that are out are Kawan Williams, Tevin Coleman, Tom Compton, and Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. That is a name that you do not want to try to say three times fast. Well, uh, and my other question <laughs> was: You have an open roster spot right now, if I'm not correct, because John Brown was demoted to IR. I thought they might take a stab at Kenny Stills. Yeah, they could. Oh, I forgot about that. That's good. I forgot about that. Yeah, they they could. Extra roster spot. <laughs> they could. I mean, they do have that extra roster spot. It'd be interesting to see if they did. Um, hey, we can definitely use it. But hey, you know, every week I say the same thing, man. Cole Beasley's my dude, man. I wish he was like my brother so I could freaking take him out hang out and treat him to big dinners every week. So success. <laughs> Cole, listen, Cole, Cole Beasley, man, he has evolved. Well, no, 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 no. The Buffalo Bills have evolved into realizing what weapon they have in Cole Beasley. Like, and utilizing Cole Beasley, I got it. We got digs. And, you know, when Brown was telling me that was great, you know, um, Davis. I mean, we got White House. I'm completely understanding that. But what I'm saying is that Cole Beasley being our West Walker has opened that offense up completely. So when we don't make completions and we, you know, go out on the third down, I feel that's Josh's fault in a way because Beasley pretty much shakes his dude every single time. I don't care what cornerback's on. You know, God bless him if he gets caught with a linebacker or a safety gunner. He'll beat them every time. You know, the Bills will finally learn how to use this guy. And I think that the combination of uh, him and Diggs is just a double table that you just don't lose with. So we need to definitely figure out how to get that to work a little bit more in unison. I get it, Josh was putting 400 yards early in the season. I got it. I'm saying later in the season, when things are getting tougher, I don't know what kind of mental wall we're in with that right now. But we need to snap back from it. And uh, when, we, when we're up by two touchdowns, three touchdowns, keep that, keep that pedal down. Because even if they figure out that they can kill our offensive line, which has been happening as of late, um, we still got that middle, man. Let's eat over the middle. Five, ten yards of pop. Let's get him. Yeah, and, you know, he had the most yards last week. And, I mean, to have that touchdown pass, um, Brian Dable has been absolutely masterful in these trick plays this year. Yeah. We've just seen so many of these wide receivers, Isaiah, like Isaiah McKenzie over here throwing touchdown passes, um, Josh yes. Allen catching a touchdown pass. Cole Beasley throwing it. Like, you just never know what you're going to get with this offense. And that's what I love about Brian Dable. He he likes to include Cole Beasley, too. And I think it's good that they're, they, like Will said, they're finally starting to include him a little more. He opens the field up. You know, and every week right. it seems like a different wide receiver is at the top of the list. This week it's Gabe Davis. I bet we didn't know that. Three receptions, 79 yards with a touchdown. So yeah. every week, you know, and one week of that is Right? Every week is someone different. He's still green and young. I mean, he, this kid is just coming into his own right now. Exactly. He's going to be an, a, a great asset to this football team. As a rookie, he's already been making a huge impact. I cannot wait to see his career grow, and I hope he stays in Buffalo because he seems like he's going to be, you know, quite a guy to watch. Right. Exactly. 100%. Um, 
I want to I want to listen to Josh Allen. I, I pulled a soundbite from Josh Allen this week after the game about um, being eight and three. Obviously, it wasn't his best game of the year. This is a guy that really always makes a positive spin on things, um, but still, he admitted it wasn't his best game. We've all said it wasn't his best game. Um, I want to just hear from Josh really quick about his performance on Sunday. I mean, again, our our job is to to help our, put our team in a position to win the game. Um, you know, early on we did that. Late in the game we didn't. Um, luckily, like I said, our defense stepped up for us and and made some plays. And like I said, you know, it, it's hard to win this league. We're sitting at eight and three. Uh, we put up 27 points against a really good team. Um, that's been a lot of game. I think they've been in every single their every single one of their games. I think they've lost by one possession. So obviously taking care of business and uh, um, like I said, putting up 27, winning by 10. Um, but again, uh, left a lot out there, and we understand that as an offense, um, as a group and whole, and uh, you know a lot of good things that we're gonna we're gonna watch and gonna come out of this. But you know, after the bye week, um, trying to shake some of that rust off, and, and we gotta we gotta be better um, late in the game. Better late in the game, indeed, um, to say the least. This is a, uh, hey, you want to know something point blank. about Josh? Like even even watching that interview. You gotta remember, man. Just a couple weeks ago, the guy was it even last week. When was when did his grandmother pass? Two games ago or last last week? Um, it was the home game before Arizona, so three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Okay, so still in all, a few weeks out, right? That was a big deal. Um, he downplayed it, you know, during during the game, obviously because he balled out. But uh, even after the game. But, you know, sometimes you do have residuals left from that, and that can affect some of his focus. You never know what, what he's going through mentally because he does have breakdowns sometimes. You can just see things that he had already perfected. He falls back and he does the direct opposite, maybe a player too. So, um, you know, you got to kind of give a little bit of pass when people have situations in their life that might actually affect the game. Um, having said that, you know, he's a pro, and you still have to get back to business. Um, hopefully – um, you know, things are well with him in his mind, and hopefully, you know, he's not still in a grieving process and he can, uh, you know, just continue to bring these wins on for these boys. And, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if that's if that's causing some trouble for him right now, maybe like a little family slump. Um, I kind of wondered yeah. that, too. I wondered if he went home to um, Arizona. He, he saw them in Arizona. I so I'm sure they're going to travel there. His family's probably going to travel to Arizona again, if I had a guess. Um, yeah. It's not a far drive from Fireball, but no. Uh, if this whole thing with going to Arizona, has anybody? First of all, has anybody seen any of the memes and videos that the Cardinals and Niners have been sharing, like from like Elf and Step Brothers and a bunch of movies? They've been sharing. It's they're pretty funny. I would take a look on Twitter. They've been posting some pretty good videos. Um, it's just this year's been something else in this league, and it really has. Um, I also did want to mention something. So our inactives this week. Now, mm-hmm. two, two of the big names on the inactive list were Tyler Croft and Trent Murphy. Now, Tyler Croft has been having a good season. I do not understand why you're not going to play the veteran over. I understand we drafted Dawson Knox as our tight end, like our first tight end. No question. But I think Tyler Croft has outperformed him. I mean, I obviously they see different things at practice, but I truly think Tyler Croft has outperformed Austin Knox and deserves that first tight end spot, in my opinion. But um, I'm interested to see what they do this week with the Nactives. I think AJ Apinesa is really coming to his own and earned that spot over Trent Murphy for now. I mean, but like McDermott, I believe, said this week, you know, we're kind of rotating guys in. Trent understands, you know, where where things fit, where we see things fit. It's going to be different week to week. But what they're doing is working. I'm not going to question it. But those are just two little things that kind of stood out to me this week. I agree. I, well, I honestly figure it out. Sorry, Will. What'd you say? They're, what they're doing is searching, man. They're just trying to figure it out. They, they, you know, yeah, sure he should get it because he's a veteran. But what's the reality? You know, Buffalo's offense. Um, they showed they can be potent. They showed they can, you know, put some daggers to people, but they also showed that they can be shut down. Um, mm-hmm. And teams figured them out. So moving pieces in and out, regardless of a guy's contract, regardless of, you know, uh, how you know how he played before he got hurt or before he went out with COVID or whatever the situation might be, man, I really don't care, man. You, you juggle those balls. 
revolves around so you figure out the best possible chemistry to take us into these playoffs and win these games. So, you know, you know, yeah, rotate those tight ends back and forth, you know, see who produces best, you know, screw practice, and you look great in practice, see what you do Sunday against San Francisco or, you know, Miami or New England, whoever. Just, uh, you know, you got to put the product on the field and, and just test the waters until you figure out the best components to, to win these games. Actually, I like that you brought this up because this is a, honestly a great topic to discuss. I, I'm with you on that completely. I think Tyler Croft has had the better season. He's, he's I, in my opinion, a better blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for him to be inactive, I think that's kind of a slap in the face. Um, I, I agree. I, I think that Tyler Croft has had a very good year, and and granted, his his whole career has just been up and down with injuries and with just really little stuff that has sidelined him for quite some time. Last year, he was even sidelined for a little bit. Then he comes back in that uh, playoff clinching game against the Steelers and gets that touchdown pass mm-hmm. uh, or touchdown reception. Um, I think he should be in there over Dawson Knox or maybe even over Lee Smith. <sighs> over I know Lee, Lee Smith is a great blocker too, but Lee Smith's a great blocker. And, and you know what? I love Uncle Lee. I love Uncle Lee, man. He's just you know, like, he has like seven kids. Seven I know. Kids. He has so many kids. I sat near him at a game. I sat near his family at a game once. And I was like, how many kids are there? Oh, my God. He's it, – it's it, he is something else, Lee Smith. And I, I just love his attitude. Um, there's something about him that I just – he's – first of all, he's been all across the league. He's a vet. He's honestly like the receiving version of Ryan Fitzpatrick, in my opinion. No, no you can't compare Fitz to anybody, but, A, they look alike. And they kind of do act the same a little bit. So I, I love Lee Smith though, but but no, I, I do think Tyler Croft should be in this in this lineup in some way, shape, or form. Hey, hey, love don't pay the bills. Get up out of here. <laughs> you know, like let's, hey, let's steal one and let's put him on the sideline and let's play what's best. <laughs> we want to just get together and spend a podcast card or something. I don't know him and Ed Oliver. Let's just send something really nice. To the, so that we can show our love, but we just don't really need you to clog up our office. Do your imitation, Will. Do your Ed Oliver imitation. Hey, we got to be a little nicer to Ed Oliver this week. He did, he did okay. okay wait, he, this time he did jump like a seal, a big walrus, on top of somebody, though, this week. It was really cool. Like, he landed on the guy, he landed on him. Like, you know, the one play, somebody, and he went to tackle one guy and realized it was the other guy and tackled him. I was like, you know what? You're doing pretty good this week. You know? David, the worst part you know, is. That's my guy now, man. You know? It was pretty good. The worst part is, that play only redeems the two penalties he got before. Which was another really? problem this week, by the way. Those penalties, I'm sorry, the one on Zach Moss. Get out of here. There there was no unsportsmanlike conduct that as far as I'm concerned. And then the Josh Allen one, I'll take that because that was worth it. I mean, I don't even care about oh, those 15 please. yards. That was worth it. The ball's been beautiful. But other than that, right. this team's got to clean it up a little too. Well, we do. Ed Oliver definitely screwed up on his penalties. I mean, I don't even know. I think the only thing is just to hear his name call. He just wanted to, you know, figure out. He's like, hey, I want to see how this <laughs> I texted our group chat when he had that sack, and I was like, holy shit, Ed Oliver made a play. I went right go- after you, too. Ashley <laughs> just goes, I was waiting for somebody to say that. <laughs> I was in there. I'm like, I knew something was going to be said. He made a play. I mean, let's. let's so ever play. since I've been joking around about, ever since I've been joking around about it, Oliver, I'll be getting like inboxes of people like, "Hey, your boy just made a play. Your boy just made a play. Or <laughs> is your boy playing today?" So then I have to like go and look on the field. Yeah, there he is. He's been there. I think he has to ask himself sometimes this season: Is he playing? The way I mean, he's been MIA out there. Yeah, he's something else. All right, let's let's get into the Forty Niners. Wait, 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 wait. I need to give shout-outs to two players right now. Can we give a shout-out to Andre Roberts and Tyler Bass yes. on special teams? Yes. I mean, oh, sure. let's give it up to Tyler Bass. We were all ready to fire this kid on, like, the second game of the season. Second, the first. I owe him a huge apology. I owe him a huge, huge apology. apology. I actually put my Facebook Tyler Ass, and I was really 
out of line for doing that because I was so upset when he missed those chip shots early in the season, and he just couldn't get it together. But now, honestly, man, the kid has come on, and he's, he's a great kicker now for us. He's doing really well. And you know what? I think it just took a little time adjusting. You know, you have no fans. That's a big adjustment. You have no preseason. This is your first season in the NFL. I mean, you're dealing with a lot. Those three things, that's like a whole lot going on in your head if you really think about it. As a kicker, you know, yeah. Stephen Hauschka described all the ways he like meditates and gets ready for games and does this, that, and the third. And I feel like every kicker kind of has their little like pregame meditation, do with it, do whatever they need to do. But Tyler Bash just didn't have that yet because he hasn't been in the NFL. I mean, college, sure, but it's different. It's 100% different. So he's finally hit his stride, and I'm glad to see it. I hope he continues to hit whatever field goals we give him. I think he will. Hey, you want to know something that's different, too? You got a kicker, okay? A young kid coming in, big leg on this guy. But you come in, most teams don't like kickers. They don't, the whole team, their teammates don't like the kicker. You know, like, he's only their best friend, like, once he kicks that ball to throws uprights. Right after that, <laughs> man, hey, don't know what's the next to me. You know, I have a party somebody. So you, you can't come, but you know, I'll see you Monday at practice. You know, everybody comes in. So when you yeah. screw up, when you screw up and you miss freaking eight field goals and you're kicking the ball everywhere, you know that's a problem, man. You know, you, you don't want to go to that locker room. You want to literally just go home funky and not go to the locker room and shower after the game. You know, <laughs> you just want to take that jersey off and you just want to go home and you're just like. Get me out of here. <laughs> I'm out. See ya. See practice. I don't want to go in here and get this beat down. <laughs> right. All right. Let's 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 get in this 49ers preview. Uh, three keys to the game. Obviously, this game's different. Um, Bill San Fran in the desert of Glendale, Arizona. Bill's opening up as a three-point favorite. Monday Night Football. Um, a, a, a stage that they're not normally on. Uh, this year they have two games. Obviously, with the way things are going, they're going to have a lot more Monday night games next year. Um, they're first of four straight, potentially five straight primetime games to end the season. Um, 26 shirts, three keys to the game. Let's let Will start it off this week. Uh, three keys to the game, go. All right. Uh, my three keys to this week's game is going to be very similar to the other keys, but this week, I would say this. We need to definitely protect Josh. Give him a chance. Let him hone his skills this week. You know, really give him a shot to throw that ball. I don't like him running at all. I never like him running ever because I don't even like the way he carries the ball. But we need to protect him so he doesn't have to scramble and make those crazy plays that we all talk about every week. You know, pass protection is going to be key. The other thing is, um, in that defense, you know, we got to make sure that we put some pressure on the quarterback. Whoever's at the helm, man, let's, you know, practice. It's all about practice, even in game time, you know, get your edge rushing going. Make sure we put some pressure on that quarterback to take pressure off of our secondary. More pressure on the quarterback means a lot less pressure on the secondary. So we need to definitely address that. The other thing I'm going to say is Big Ed, you know, my, my man. Let's just talk about Ed Oliver right here. Look, man, earn paycheck. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about Ernie O'Pay. Check, man. I need to hear your name this week several times and not for penalties. I'm talking about putting What's in your hand? hand? It's my pen. Oh. I thought it was a knife. <laughs> no, hey, I'm We're not that mad at it. I'm not that mad at it. Threatening. I literally thought hey, that was a knife. I was like, oh, know, my God. It's, it's that offense, you know, Josh is Josh. Josh has been playing really well, but you got to give him time to beat Josh. You know, let him be creative. If he's going to scramble, give him something to throw to him. Our wide receivers break well on the ball, so I don't think that's really an issue. Um, I think it's more of an issue of giving Josh time to throw the ball. So, you know, that's pretty much it for me, man. Just balance the game out, take your time, eliminate those penalties, which killed us this week, and, uh, you know, just play good, solid defense. Ashley. All right, I actually have like four keys to the game this week. I couldn't pick, but um, I do want to give a shout out to 26 shirts. So this is my shirt of the week. We got the Mafia Meats family shirt. I got it as a long sleeve, super comfortable, by the way. This is my first long sleeve one. So very much I recommend got the same thing. It came in the mail today. Super great. And it's super comfy, very soft. I was very surprised. This is the first because I usually oh, do I my mailbox. What about your mailbox? 
I better check my mailbox then since you both got shirts in the mail. Don't let Will oh. start a protest. Hey, I got this one like two weeks ago. I ordered this one a while ago. It's it's nice though. Um, but anyway, so my my four keys to the game. So my first one, get this passing game going again. Um, we only had uh, Josh Allen only had 157 yards. Um, Cole Beasley tacked on 20 to that, so 177 yards. You know, really wasn't the greatest game in terms of passing. So we seem to find really good success early on when we find that passing game and the success in it. So let's get that going again. Um, second key to the game, clean up the penalties. You had nine penalties for 85 yards. Granted, you take away Josh Allen's unsportsmanlike, you take away Zach Moss's ridiculous unsportsmanlike conduct, and that, you know, takes you down to only 55 yards and seven penalties. But still, that is unacceptable, period. And two of those were on Ed Oliver. Clean that up. Defense. Um, stay consistent. You've been doing really well. Super proud of you guys, but keep it going. Um, continue to go back to basics. Again, sometimes it looked like AJ Klein was the only one who knew how to wrap up a tackle. So let's get that figured out again. And my fourth key is use the fact that you played in Arizona two weeks ago to your advantage. You know, the Niners can't even go into their practice facility or their stadium. I'm not sure where they're practicing, if they're allowed to practice at Arizona's facility or if they're sharing facilities. I don't know what the NFL is allowing them to do. So where are they practicing? We don't even know if they can. Use that to your advantage. And those are my four keys to the game. I heard that they were practicing in – that they were exploring the options of pa- practicing in San Diego. Woo! Um, and in um, – what was the other site? San Diego, and there was another site out I mean, left somewhere. Either way, if they're still trying to figure it out, it's the disadvantage already because it's already Tuesday. So Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow, I guess, when they when they hit the practice field. Yeah. Let me see if I can find something on Twitter really quick. Um, okay, it's, it's my. I'm gonna look for this. Uh, what? Before, before you get your keys, it doesn't matter where they practice. Even, even if this whole thing with them changing stadiums didn't happen, these Buffalo Bills are real, man. I think that we would be ready to take more head to head with our offense clicking and with our defense finally starting to you know shut down some things a little bit. Um, it's not, you know, that's a huge key. Yeah, they, they might be out of proportion, but I want to beat people heads up because later we will need that type of uh, game plan to beat teams in the playoffs. Go ahead, man. I, I agree. I, while you said that, I looked it up. Um, a writer for Sports Illustrated, so this is legit. Um, this came out this morning. San Fran's going to be staying at a hotel, and they're going to practice where the Cardinals held training camp uh, wow. this offseason for the next three weeks. Um, I know Jay Glazer on the Fox pregame show on Sunday said that um, they are preparing to not see their families for like the next six weeks um, until the end of the season. So very interesting turn of events for the Niners. Unfortunately, they're going through that. Uh, my three keys to the game, really, they're simple. Um, one, keep the run game going. This is a team where you, you really can beat them on the ground, I think. Um they do have some great pass rushers. They're they're a solid defense. Their defense is literally what catapulted them to the Super Bowl last year. Um, you you have to get the ground game going, and their secondary is tight. So you you got to stay away from the outside. I think if you can run the ball, play some play, uh, get get a lot of passes over the middle. I think you can maybe get something going from an offensive standpoint. Um, Again, you have that home field advantage somewhat um, more than the Niners have. You you played in Arizona two three weeks ago, um, and it's a sour taste in your mouth. I know that you're leaving or you're going back to a stadium where you lost tragically, um, but it's a way. I think that the Bills do have the edge and an advantage in some way, shape, or form when it comes to this. Obviously, the Niners are in limbo right now. Um, with a lot of things, but they are coming off a big game against the Rams. Uh, my second key to the yeah. game, and I'm going to piggyback off what Ashley said, um, the defense, you got to stay consistent, keep keep it going. I mean, this is a defense that we, we were knocking really hard for the first 10 weeks of the year in, in other than one game, and here they are now playing really good football um, against good offenses. Yeah. Um, the defense yeah, right. needs to play well um, in this game to – to, to win this to just to even win to have a shot you have to you have to play well every single week on defense to win this week it's going to be even more true to that point 
Um, the San Francisco run game is lethal. Um, Raheem Mostert, I, yeah. I think he's playing this week. Tevin yeah. Coleman's going to be out. Um, Raheem Mostert, if you look at the Niners' offense, I don't care if they have Nick Mullins in over Jimmy Garoppolo. Nick Mullins has played pretty well in Jimmy G's absence. The San Francisco run game is very, very, very good. Their offensive line, very, very good. The Bills need to stop the run and let them throw the ball against you. Let Nick Mullins have to step back in the pocket and force them to throw. If you do that, I think you win this game handedly. Um, my third key to the game, Josh needs to bounce back. It's that simple. Worst game of the year he had on Sunday, um, only throwing for 157. Honestly, his fewest pass attempts that we've seen out of him, too. Only 24 pass attempts um, Sunday against the Chargers, and he only, obviously, 157 yards. Um, one of his worst performances of the year. He, he's got to stop the air and throws. He's got to stop the whole lackadaisical passes that he's he's made over the last couple weeks. If he, Josh has a solid game, holds on to the football, throws for over 250, I think the Bills win this game by 10 um, on Sunday. But or on Monday, actually, um, I got to get used to different days of the week. Uh, right? No football right now. Um, but Josh Allen needs to bounce back. It, it, it's case in point. He has to have a better game than he did this week. I think if Josh has a game that's even comparable to this past week, Bills lose and then they lose by 10 plus. If Josh steps things up and throws over 30 passes, has over 250 yards completion or or 250 passing yards. I think the Bills win this game. But again, I, I think the biggest key is stopping the run game. Uh, San Francisco's run game is very good, and that's going to be a challenge on on Monday night in um, Glendale. But those are that's my three keys. I yeah, dig it. Those, those are excellent. Those are excellent keys. You know, the Bills stopping the run game has been something that we struggle with for most of the season. But you know, like you said. Last few games, Buffalo's defense has stepped up big time against the run. Um, I mean, I think it's a lot due to Klein. I mean, he's been smacking people up back there. But um, I think that if we can stop the run, you know, that will be key. But we've been paying for it when we stop the run. Like, when we buck up and blitz, they make us pay over the middle. So we got to find that happy median right there where, uh, you know, we can hit them on all cylinders. But, yeah, play like we've been playing recently, and uh, I think we win that game by 10 as well. I agree. Bills three three point favorites on the road, kind of Monday night football in Glendale, Arizona. The first of two Monday night football games this year. The first of four straight primetime games. Uh, the Bills and the Niners kick things off eight twenty Monday night on ESPN. Check your local listings. Um, it's gonna be a big game Monday night. We'll all be watching. That means next week's show. Stay tuned for a time. You know the place. Um, we'll be back to break it all down. Hopefully another victory, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday next week for Bill's mafia Buffalo going for their ninth win of the year. Ah, it'd be great. It sounds beautiful. It does. Oh, it sounds beautiful. It really does. You got to do it first. <laughs> Niners, yeah, are, Niners aren't easy. Niners are no joke guys. They just beat the Rams. Um, obviously yeah, we just beat, beat the Rams, Rams too. But look at the way the Rams have been playing too. Rams haven't been the same consistent ball club that they were before. And uh, the Niners, you know, they're a beautiful team. I mean, they were struggling so hard. They're missing so many pieces. We have pretty much our whole team this week. I mean, there's no excuse to why we don't go out there and dominate this game this week, offensively and defensively. Let's hope. Mm-hmm. Here's to it. Monday night, Glendale, Arizona, Bills, Niners. Bills looking to go nine and three. San Francisco looking to even up their record at five hundred at six and six. Uh, for Ashley, Will, I'm Fredo. This is Why So Serious Podcast, Season Three, Episode Eleven. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, to break down another big Bills win. See you guys. Go Bills. Go Bills. Let's go Buffalo. Money on my mind, money on my conscience, I'm all about my bills, bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson, Johnson, I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson, for my women throw it back like I call the option, money on my mind, money on my conscience, I'm all about my bills, I'm on my Stevie Johnson, bills in my duffel, yo, you don't want trouble, bro, heat in my pocket, heart cold like buffalo. 
I would just hustle one thing, but I need options. That work about to touch down, call it Steve Johnson. Catch me flying through the field like who want beef? It's 25, but I could get it for the 1-3. Certified fly guy, you on my time. I'm really real, and you as real as a sci-fi. I'm trying to bring it home, baby. It's our time. They cheering for me like I'm crossed the one-yard line. And I'm all about my bills like Stevie Johnson. Black card boys, yes, BCB, we pop. Get that dough straight across like I'm running streaks. My bills coming hundreds, my women coming threes. This hater ran up on your boy like he was furious. I lifted up my shirt like, why it's so serious? I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. All my women throw it back like I call the option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. 